All right, friends, we are back with part two of diagnosing the problems of your business. The first one was aired on March 1st. So if you haven't caught that, I highly recommend that you pause this and you head back over to your favorite podcast player and you listen to the first episode. It will help you to really understand what we're talking about. Welcome to the Black Girl Business Bar podcast. I'm your host, Khalida Dubose, and this podcast is my love letter to all of you, especially you Black women and women of color. I'm on a mission to help you thrive in your business and your life by bringing you practical advice, tips, and mentorship that will empower you to make bold moves. I want to see you increase your sales, overcome your mindset blocks, and step into your best self as the leader of your business and your life. Okay, ladies, so super excited to be back for part two of this conversation. I wanted to bring this conversation to you first as we started, kicked off Women's History Month, because I really want you to start out with clarity. The biggest problem that I see in the online space with my clients, with people who are talking to me, potential clients, people in my audience, is that they just don't have clarity and it's just so underrated. We really have to stop. If we want to be leaders and we want to make money and we want to be wealthy and leave legacies, we really have to stop following every single trend that happens, jumping on every single shiny object and really get clear about what we're doing. That's what leaders do, right? So I'm here to help you do that. And today we're going to finish our discussion where we talk about your audience and sales. So as a recap, last week, I kind of oriented you talking about what it really means to be in business, what a business is in very simple terms. And then I talked about some of the thoughts and feelings that come up about your business when you really are in a place where you can't figure out what's going on, when you're not oriented to the environment. I talked about thoughts and feelings that come up about your audience, as well as thoughts and feelings that come up about sales. All right, so let's talk about whether or not you have an audience problem. And I use problem because I think it's like, a, you know, it, it's clear for everybody, like when they have a problem, it needs to be solved. But what I really mean here is let's look at how we kind of project onto our audiences and think that the audience is the problem. We we kind of literally send all of our power and control out to this audience who we don't know who they are and we make them the problem. Let's talk about a couple of things that I think you should look into if this is what's going on in relation to your audience. So number one is you have, let's say you have an audience any size, I'm not going to specify size, and you know a large percentage of that audience is from another country. This is something that you might want to pay attention to. Unless you are targeting that country, because I know there are many, I have many people around the world who listen to this podcast, and some of them are actually trying to have customers in the United States or in the United Kingdom or somewhere else in the world, so that's okay. If you're targeting those people and that's what's in your audience, that's perfect. So I'll give you an example. If you live in Canada or if you live in the UK or the United States and you're trying to, you know, target people within those areas, right? Like I love to target people in the United States and Canada, right? Because it's close to home. I understand the way of life. I understand the currency. I've been able to speak to those women, probably women in the UK too. I've been able to speak to them, get get them on the phone. And I, I have a real good understanding of what it means to live life in in like the Western society. But if you're finding that like a, a large percentage of your, of your audience is being attracted to you 
from countries where maybe you're not even speaking the same language, you have different value systems, et cetera. And they come and they hop into your DMs and they're asking you for all the advice and they're telling you all the things that are going on, or, you know, those are the only people who like your content and, and, um, you know, engage with it. You might want to think about that. You might want to think again about your messaging. Okay. So it's kind of funny. We always make this like, oh, my audience, you know, these people, I don't know, you know, why I'm attracting these people. And it really just goes back to messaging. And that's why I wanted to cover messaging first, because like anything else, whatever you're putting out into the world is really what's going to be reflected back to you. So just as a hint, you might be attracting the people in the world that you don't want to attract because your content is too motivational. It's not really focused on who you want to work with. And a lot of people focus on motivational content because number one, it's easy. And number two, they don't want to upset anybody. They don't want to exclude anybody. And so they make it very motivational and this attracts the wrong people. The people who want to work with you want to know how to solve their problems, how you got from point A to point B, and what you're going to do when, they, when you work with them. So they're looking for that. So you want to focus on those people. And everybody who is not those people, they will either weed themselves out or they'll listen to your content and something might change in their life and they're warming themselves up to you and they eventually will work with you. So that's just a little tip there. If you feel like you're educating your audience on investing in your services, right? I did this. I'm going to be so honest with you guys. I'm not going to even, you know, lie about this. When I was having a lot of insecurities about how to, you know, talk to my audience, I was like, you know, oh, it's because, you know, people don't invest. And let me just talk to them about like why they invested. Sure, it's okay for me to share that I've invested and this is how I've gotten to this point. But I don't need to educate you on why you should be investing in a business coach or why you should be investing in a life coach or a dating coach. Let people make their own decisions and just demonstrate what's possible for them and they'll come to their own conclusions. So if you feel like you're, if this is something that you notice that you've been doing in your messaging, again, this, this is a messaging problem. It's not an audience problem. It's not my audience just doesn't invest, right? You're, you're projecting your insecurities again onto the audience. And finally, if you're purchasing your audience, <laughs> this is in a whole nother category, they're not really an audience, right? There is another vanity or another way for you to feel secure or you think that this is the way that you attract people, right? And so I think that if this is happening, if you purchase an audience, don't shame yourself, but realize that you might need to go back to the basics and really understand like what an audience is, how to attract people, and you don't want to just you know, pump your numbers up on any platform so that people can be attracted to you because people can spot it. And the reason why I want to go over that was because these are things that people are like, oh, this is an audience problem. And really it's not. As you can see, the first two are really just messaging problems disguised as audience problems. And the last one is a you problem, right? It's more of an integrity thing, more of a like, maybe you tried to take a shortcut and you need to go back to the basics. So what's really happening here is even with an audience of any size, 100 people to 1,000 people to, you know, tens of thousands of people, you have potential customers. Those customers might need to warm themselves up to you. You could have 100 people and you might only have five customers in there, but this is still very valuable because they're going to teach you something about the other people that you want to attract who are similar to them. Many people have this idea that like if they have like very few followers, right? So we'll just use a number like 250 followers that I need to get to 500 followers in order to have people in my audience who are going to buy from me. Or before I even start talking about sales, I need to have this many people in my audience. And this, again, this is a mindset thing. This is sometimes 
There's a self-worth thing going on there. I'm going to stay away from the mindset. I promise you guys for these episodes. Um, but they think I need this. And what I have actually seen how this has played out is people will create and create and create for years and get up to the tens of thousands of followers or, you know, maybe 10,000, 15, 20,000 followers and they're still not selling anything because the problem was never that you didn't have enough people. There's a different dynamic going on there. These women that I've seen, they'll be killing it with messaging, meaning killing it in a good way, right? They'll be doing so well with messaging. You know, they're offering the value, but they're still focusing on growing the audience. They're still focusing on getting more reach instead of honing other skills, which could potentially help their business move forward, like their sales skills. You don't have an audience problem here. The audience is here. They're waiting. So finally, I think, right, nobody ever said this to me, but I heard people say, things to me in different ways. And what I, what came to my mind was a lot of people just expect that they put out valuable content, that they have the numbers, that their page looks beautiful, and that people are just going to knock on their DMs and say, hey, could you just send me your payment link? Hey, can you just like allow me to give you this, whatever their fee is, this, you know, $1,000 or this $2,000. And that's not how it is. Right. So we're putting all this onus on our audience. I need them to grow. I need them to come to me. You know, I need more of them, more, more, more. Right. So that's usually what I'm hearing. The fixes here are simple too. Evaluate your audience, evaluate them. What's going on with them? Are they engaging in your stories? And by engaging, I mean, are you even seeing new people pop up in your stories and watch your content? If that's a yes, that's a positive sign. Do you? Notice more people following you. That's, that's positive. Do you have a few hundred people already, right? If this is the case, like stop focusing on the audience, okay? You probably don't even have to focus on messaging that much right now. We're always refining messaging, by the way. Um, but start, start really thinking about what's going on here. If, if this is a yes for you, if you have the audience, then it's time to tell them how they can work with you. You don't have a an audience problem. You don't have a, a messaging problem or you might be working through your messaging problem and it's resonating with people. People are sticking around. So now start to tell them how they can work with you. You're the only person who thinks you need to be so perfect for a client to work with you. The client doesn't think that. You're the only person who thinks that. So let that sink in. Focus on why you aren't selling to your audience and you keep trying to build a bigger and bigger audience. And just as a hint, I want you to check the brain, (laughs) unpack what's going on, because there's something going on. There's a block or there's something happening with your mindset. Let's talk about having sales problems. So I'm going to start with what isn't a sales problem first, because, um, and I'm going to give my credit to my coach, my business coach, DL, a lot on this, because she went over this so succinctly and it just clicked for me. It's like everything that I was learning and knew and was observing just finally all clicked into place for me. So let's talk about what's not a sales problem. People not showing up to your sales calls is not actually a sales problem, right? If you booked a sales call with somebody and then they didn't show, this has happened to every single one of us. And if it hasn't happened to you yet, it will. If you booked a call with somebody and they didn't show up, there's there's usually a reason, but it doesn't mean like you have a sales problem. You have no proof that you have a sales problem right? It just means that the client didn't show up or the potential client didn't show up. It could be for many reasons. They forgot. They 
were stuck in traffic. They had a change of heart. You know, there's just the possibilities are endless. Number two, your audience not liking your posts is not a sales problem. People not speaking back to you when you put content out there is not a sales problem. Okay, we talked about this. We talked about messaging, okay? Your audience not knowing how to work with you, that could actually be a sales problem, but it's not really a sales problem in itself. It's a you not telling people, you not being clear problem. You're not adding that to your messaging and telling them how they can work with you. So those aren't sales problems. I just want to throw that out there because in the first episode, when I talked about all the things we hurl onto sales and all the thoughts and feelings we start to hurl onto sales, I've heard some of those things coming up. So what is an actual sales problem? So if a person's reaching out to you, you're getting people to book calls with you, and, or people are reaching out to you and saying, hey, I'm interested in your service, and then you get them on the phone or Zoom, whatever, and you're not closing the sale, then you might have a sales problem, okay? But I want to be very clear here. If you hopped on 10 sales calls in the last two months and you closed eight of them, you don't have a sales problem, right? You don't have a sales problem. If you hopped on 10 calls in the last two months and you closed one, then you might have a sales problem, right? And what the real problem there is, is that you don't understand how to convert. You don't understand how to convert uh, the call into a yes. So all the stories usually flood in about like how that person wasn't going to invest or how like, you know, they thought something else about you or how you didn't want to be pushy, right? And you start making all the excuses, bringing out all the alibis as to why it didn't happen. And the reality is, is that it could be as simple as that you just don't have the skills yet. You could be doing things in your coaching calls. Again, this goes along with skills like coaching people too much. This was like my Achilles heel. I would coach people in calls and that there's a mindset thing under that too. But I would coach people so that they could see my value. So you could be doing things like that. You don't know how to run a sales call properly. You don't really understand what the sales call is all about and, you know, how to make it smooth. And this is ver- further compacted by the fact that some sometimes we have multiple coaches throughout our business journey and they might teach things differently. What it really comes down to is really figuring out what resonates with you, practicing that, and then putting and, you know, practicing IE by getting onto calls and seeing if it works for the client, figuring out what is that, that thing that works for you and just doing that over and over and converting your clients. That is what a sales problem is, is when you actually have people interested in sales, they get on the calls with you and you don't know how to convert them. I'm going to leave it at that. That's a simple sales problem. It's not when people don't get on the call with you. If people aren't getting on the calls with you, that's not a sales problem there's a problem, you need to figure out why they're not getting on the call with you and not make it into sales. All right. If any of this resonated with you and you're still trying to figure out how you're going to work through these issues, I would love to have a conversation with you. We'll leave the link in the bio. You can book a sales call with me and we can talk about how one-to-one coaching can help you with the specific problem that you're dealing with in your business. Thank you so much for hanging out and listening to the Black Girl Business Bar podcast in part two of this episode. If you haven't already, hit that follow or subscribe button so you never miss an episode. We would also be grateful to you if you review the podcast on Apple Podcasts so other women of color can find it and get this amazing value. 
If you found today's episode helpful or had any aha moments, no matter how big or small, I invite you to reach out to me personally at Khalida at BlackGirlBusinessBar.com. And as always, my friend, we are dropping episodes every Tuesday and we can't wait to see you back then.